Hello, you're listening to a preview of a premium episode of Blocked and Reported. We talk about so much stuff on this episode, I don't even know where to begin. There's a crazy professor, there's a sad story about a pastor. It's just it's too much. I can't, I can't explain it. So this is a preview. If you want to hear the whole thing, go to blockedandreported.org, where for just $5 a month and up, you get three extra episodes, just like this one, each and every month as well as access to an amazing community of almost 13,000 people. Enjoy the preview. Speaking of politics yesterday, Jesse, did you see this news about an Alabama mayor who killed himself? Tragic story. Yeah, I saw a close friend of the pod, Joe Yurkaba, wrote about it for NBC News. Um, Very sad story. Yeah, we'll get to Joe's piece in a second. But so this is Smith Station, Alabama, uh, the mayor who is also a Baptist p- pastor. His name is F.L. Bubba Copeland. I think every mayor in Alabama is, in, it's in the state constitution, you have to be named Bubba. Bubba. So he was outed by a conservative outlet called the 1819 Project uh, as being a cross-dresser, having a cross-dressing fetish. Wait, hold on. I am i don't even want to know what happened in 1819. Should I know that? I, I have no idea. Yeah, look it up. The Republic of Grand Columbia is formally established. That's on the Wikipedia Oh, uh, is that what it's about? This is going to be something very obvious. Thomas Jefferson founds University of Virginia. Thomas Jefferson gets Sally Hemings pregnant. Whoa. The United States House of Reps agrees to the Talmadge Amendment barring slaves from the new state of Missouri. Leads to the Missouri Compromise. Okay, we have no idea why this was named other than it was probably a direct response to the 1690 Project. I bet they have an about page we could check, but we're not going to do that. Okay, let's check it. No. (laughs) The first thing that comes up when you Google... 1819 project about is the 1619 project. Nice. Okay, we will never find out why they called it this, but they called it this for some reason. And they reported that Bubba Copeland was a. Wait, so you said you're going to Google it and then you just stopped? Look, I tried. I tried. And the first thing that came up was the 1619 project. That doesn't mean you're not allowed to look to the second or third results. It's not, look, it's not just, I'd have to go all the way down to the page, to the, to like page 10. Everything, Google thinks that I missed, that I mistyped. 1619. There's nothing about the 1819 project. 1819 project. Okay. Anyway. Sorry, folks. Okay. So anyway, whoever these people are, whatever happened in 1819, they reported, they published this piece about Bubba Copeland being a crossdresser. And the details are pretty weird. He published erotica under the name Brittany Blair Summerlin. Uh, He also posted photos of himself in drag. And this writing that he did, this erotica, included some violent fantasies about murdering a real live woman in his town and taking over her life. He apparently used the likeness of another woman in his town, at least allegedly. 1819 reported that one local woman said, quote, I had some people start sending me photos that were posted of me on multiple porn sites. I guess you could say that also had pictures of Brittany as well. Uh, That's a weird sentence. And he proceeded to use my first middle names on these sites. And I believe there are about nine sites now that have five or six photos of my face and my name across the net. So this wasn't just cross-dressing in private. He was a mayor uh, posting violent fantasies about uh, his constituents. So yeah, after 1819 Project published this, uh, they went to him for comment. And he, what did he do, Jesse? He talked about this in public, right? Yeah, he talked about it. He gave like basically a sermon, uh, what would turn out to be his last one, where he talked about it. And and let me just read from NBC News. It's just, it's quick. Following the article's publication, Copeland addressed his congregation, and there's video of this you can watch, during a prayer service and spoke about being, quote, the object of an internet attack. In his remarks, dot, 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 Copeland said he took photos with his wife in the privacy of their home, quote, in an attempt at humor, because I know I'm not a handsome man or beautiful woman either, end quote. He 
apologized and so on and said he wanted to continue serving his church. But then not long after that, he he killed himself. Yeah. So I first saw this uh, through Redux magazine, a feminist website, and Assaults published a piece with the headline, trans activists mourn Alabama mayor who committed suicide after being outed as a cross-dresser who fantasized about murdering women. And Redux, like, they've broken some good stories. There's a degree of cruelty in a lot of their work that I kind of find unnecessary and kind of distasteful. Like, we're talking about a man with a family who just killed himself, leaving his wife and children alone. Yeah. But I do think her underlying, one of her underlying points, and this article is a valid one, and that's that some of the outlets who reported that reported on the suicide failed to mention or minimize the fact that he wasn't just outed for being a trans woman online or a cross-dresser or for being kinky. He was outed for being a mayor who published violent erotica about his constituents. And a pastor. And a pastor. Like, here's how NPR described it. 1819 News alleged that Copeland... Oh, so it's 1819 News, not 1819 Project. Okay. That would explain explain why... (laughs) Jesus. Yeah. 1819 News alleged that Copeland had used the names and photos of real community members in these posts without their consent. The article emphasized one fictional narrative about a trans woman, woman's infatuation with a local business owner that turned deadly. 1819 News said that the business owner character was inspired by a real-life person and business familiar to Copeland. Again, he's a mayor publishing stories about killing a, a real woman in his town and assuming her identity. And I, I doubt he was really violent. I'm sure it was just a fantasy. The things that people wrote about him after he died were mostly that he was a good guy. And if he weren't an elected official or a public figure, I don't think this would be newsworthy. But again, mayor, constituent, it goes beyond a private kink when you involve your constituents and you publish this online. I, this is going to make it sound really dumb, but think about it for a minute. This is an Alabama news site. What do you think 1819 references? Uh, the year they were found. Oh, fuck, I don't know. Yeah, the year Alabama was incorporated. I thought it was maybe something, but I don't know, like the year the football team was founded. Well, I just, the point is that is the quality of my investigative reporting. I was able to dig that up when Alabama was founded. So Good work. a little congratulations are in order. Yeah, I, this just doesn't – well, the NBC news story, I mean, unless there was more you want to talk about the other coverage, there were there were parts of this jumped out at me about the NBC news story too. Yeah, go go ahead. I I don't like Joe Yurkaba. Her uh, their writing on youth gender medicine is just abysmal. But I mean, this article was fine, but it it really focused on like the dangers of outing in what felt a little bit like a vacuum. So I basically just think that like um, uh, if you're a member of a community. Okay, first of all, we should acknowledge that outing in the past has been done completely unfairly. And obviously in the 50s and 60s, like you could lose your job for being outed as a homosexual. That's – but it's 2023. And I think if you're a member of a community with certain norms and you violate those norms, people will seek to publicize that fact. And like you said, if you're a mayor and you're doing murder fantasies about your constituencies, none of this makes the fact that he killed himself less tragic. But it's all – to me, very clearly, A, newsworthy, and B, stuff his congregation, I think, had a right to know. I mean, what do you think about that? If he hadn't been the mayor, I mean, a pastor is also a public figure, so I think that also makes it a legit. Yeah, yeah. he's a leadership figure in a community. Yeah, so if he had just been a guy on the street, if he had just been a, a random person who works down at the local Walmart, I don't think that this is newsworthy. I don't think that... Absolutely uh, not. And th- and that's my gripe with like a lot of... like. And I didn't mean to talk over you, but like like Redox, Andy, no, sometimes seeks to just 
highlight like gender nonconforming people who like look silly or don't pass or right. whatever, but who have, where there's no news right. value. But I think this, I think that totally changes. The, once you're a public figure, especially in a leadership position, I think that totally changes the analysis. It is tragic. I think it's terrible that this man killed himself. I think it's terrible that he felt so much shame over his kinks. He also made some really fucking poor decisions by posting this online. Like he could have done this, done the cross-dressing in the privacy of his own home. He could have written the erotica and not posted it online. But he, he, I mean, these women, the word trauma is overused, but I think that it would be a little bit traumatic to find out that the mayor, that your mayor, the mayor of your town has been using your likeness and possibly posting photos of you on porn sites. Yeah. This was a guy who had like real paraphilia is going on and probably didn't have an outlet for it. And I mean, who who knows what caused what, but like, of course. And most of the mainstream coverage that I've seen of this has basically ignored the fact that he actually did victimize constituents by doing this. Yeah. And uh, women, women. <laughs> I also got to say like, it, it, look, it's different in this case because there was a, a tragic death at the center of it, but I don't really see journalists being this like critically minded about outing other damaging information about other people. Like some random person is like right. caught in a viral incident during totally. a mental health breakdown totally. saying a racial slur and stuff. Like that's just treated as Karen. So I right. think there's some double, yeah, Karen's. I think there's some double standard at work here. But it was interesting to me because like the last graph of the NBC news story says, Quote, nowadays, presumably, we're safe being outed unless we have to hide it for one reason or another, like we live in a small town and we're mayor or we're a Baptist pastor. Uh, LGBTQ historian Lillian Faderman said, the irony is it's no longer threatening to be outed unless you have something to lose, as this man did. And I think that's right, that a big part of the story here is he was, by it seems, part of a very conservative community where – whatever inclinations he had. And maybe he always would have been a creep who wrote like murder fantasy. I just think that's part of the story here is that he was part of a community with pretty repressive norms around sex and gender. It seems unlikely to me that that wasn't part of it. Do you think that this would be newsworthy if he was just cross-dressing and posting photos of himself? Like, would you have reported that out? That's it. That's all you get. If you want to hear the rest, go to blockedandreported.org and become a premium subscriber. Thank you and hope you enjoyed.